We're in Yavamus Nun Zayin, Amr Allah 57A1 in the Art Scroll Gemara. The Gemara uh, just discussed a case of a Ptsua Daka, of somebody who they're not really allowed to marry most people amongst the Jewish people. They are not allowed to Ptsua Daka is a man who has crushed testicles, and so he's not allowed uh, to get married. There's a prohibition to get married. And we were just discussing uh, what happens if he is a Kohen and he uh, is, uh, before they have uh, marital relations, he is engaged to uh, someone, whether or not she would be allowed to have truma. And the Gemara pointed out that we never find anywhere where somebody who is a Ptsuadaka allows anybody to eat truma. So again, a Kohen, a regular Kohen who's married, Allows his wife to eat truma. His kids could have truma. In fact, if he has avadim, if he has slaves, so then they could also eat truma. But we never find a p'tudaka in some sort of uh, legal way is allowed to uh, give somebody else, give permission for somebody else to then go ahead and eat truma. Truma is the special food that is given to kohanim. So while the p'tudaka himself, this person himself, he certainly is allowed to eat truma. It's permissible for him to eat truma. However, uh, we don't find anywhere, says the Gemara, that he uh, allows other people to eat truma. While other Kohanim do allow others to eat truma when they get married, as we pointed out in the other scenarios, the children. Um, however, uh, we never find that by Psuadaka that they are they allow others to eat truma. So the Gemara will question this assumption and say, is this really true? Do we really find it that they never allow somebody else to eat truma? And the Gemara will give a few different suggestions for a scenario in which they do allow somebody else to eat truma. Um, so the Gemara says as follows. Maybe suggestion number one is referring to the following situation. So we pointed out that somebody who's a Ptsuadaka, who has uh, a crush, has crushed testicles, they're not allowed to marry uh, most Jews. Uh, the question is, what happens if they marry? They are allowed to marry somebody who is a convert. However, the situation that we are dealing with here is a Kohen. A Kohen is not allowed to marry a convert. But what happens, is he allowed to marry the daughter of a convert? Is it permissible for him to marry a daughter of a convert? Why we would say yes versus no, the Gemara will discuss, and we'll probably discuss this in the next recording. We'll see this in a few lines. But that's the suggestion of the Gemara here. Maybe he's allowed to marry, A, he's a Kohen, and B, he's a Psuadaka. Maybe he'll be allowed to marry the daughter of converts. And if, he's, if it's permissible, and again, the, the reason why we would say yes versus no will be discussed later, but if it is permissible, so then we see that he's allowed to, his wife would be allowed to eat truma. So the Gemara says, no, that's not so simple. But this question was already asked, Rabbi Yochanan already asked Rabbi Yochanan about this question, about whether or not he can marry the daughter of a convert and he didn't answer it. He didn't have an answer to the question uh, whether or not she could then go ahead and eat truma. Could this wife eat truma? So that is <coughs> unanswered. So we can't give that as a suggestion. So the Gemara then gives two other suggestions. Itmar, it was stated as some sort of 
Other suggestion, Abai Amar Abai says, you know what the case is? The case could be uh, where they first get married and he is not a Ptuadaka. He's, he's, he does not have crushed testicles. And when they're married, he's a Kohen, he's married, she is allowed to eat Truma. However, while, while they're married, then he turns into a Ptuadaka and before they have marital relations, if they were to have marital relations, so then she becomes what we refer to as a halala, and she's not allowed to eat truma anymore. However, before they have marital relations, even though they're not allowed to remain married, they have to get divorced, but at that point in time, they are. she would be allowed to eat truma. At that point in time, she would be allowed to eat truma until she gets divorced. So that's an example of where he does allow somebody else to eat truma. That would be one example Rava gives an alternative example. Rava, Amr, Rava says, what's the case? If a Kohen, in general, if a Kohen has non-Jewish uh, slaves, so then they are also allowed to eat Truma. So, so to over here, a Ptuadaka Kohen, a Kohen who is a Ptuadaka and he has slaves, they are also allowed to eat Truma. So by extension of him, they are allowed to eat Truma. So that's another example. So the Gemara now explains why Abaye and Rava, those are two seemingly valid suggestions. Why is it that they didn't say each other's uh, suggestion? Why didn't they agree with each other? So the Gemara says, Abaye, lo Amar Rava, Abaye didn't say like Rava that the answer, that the suggestion is that we know by uh, by non-Jewish slaves that they eat truma, so, so to, to Adaka, his slave would eat truma. Why not? Because Kinnadish is Mekinnadish is Alfinon, because these are two very different situations. Just because your slaves, the reason why your slaves are allowed to eat truma is because it's sort of viewed as an extension, not through the relationship per se, but because of the they are involved in your property and so and in working for you. So by extension of working for you, so therefore they're allowed to eat truma. They're viewed as an extension of your property. Uh, however, when it comes to marriage, the reason is because of the relationship. And we don't find anywhere that within a relationship, says Abaye, except for the case that he gave, uh, but, but there's no comparison between a slave and the marriage, where the marriage is because of the relationship itself, so we cannot compare the two, and it wouldn't necessarily be a proof that we find elsewhere that uh, a Ptsuadaka Kohen, a Kohen who has crushed testicles, is in fact gives others through a relationship, through a marriage, the ability to eat truma. Why didn't Rava say like Abaye? Rava, Rava did not give the suggestion of Abaye, i.e., that he was perfectly, he was healthy when they got married, then he became a Ptsuadaka, and before they get divorced, before they have marital relations, uh, she's still allowed to eat truma. So Rava says, you know why that's different? Shani Hasam Shikvar Achla. The only reason why she's allowed to continue eating truma is because she was ate truma in the past. She did eat truma in the past. And so therefore she's allowed to continue eating uh, truma. So even though she has to get divorced. Uh, but still, until she actually gets divorced, she's allowed to continue eating truma because she did eat truma before he became a Ptuadaka. So we cannot, that's not a good suggestion because the only reason, it's not because he conceptually allows somebody else to eat truma, it just happens to be that she was allowed to eat truma because he was not a Ptuadaka at the time of the marriage, before he became a Ptuadaka. So why does an Abaye, uh, why does Abaye disagree about Abaye? Shekvar Achalolamrin and Abaye holds of the opinion that we don't say that just because she was eating truma beforehand, she's allowed to continue eating truma. 
How do we know that we don't say that? Dilo tzema hachi. Bais Yisrael shenis is the koin who v'meis teichol shekvar achla. In general, in the normal situation, let's say there's a woman who's a not a kohen. She marries a kohen. She's allowed to eat truma. She's allowed to eat truma. She's allowed to eat the food that's designated for kohanim because since she marries a kohen, she enters into his home and she's allowed to eat truma. If he passes away, let's say they don't have any children, she's no longer allowed to eat truma. But why not, says Abaye? According to your logic, Rava, any time that you're eating truma beforehand, you should be able to continue eating truma. So if he were to die, she should be able to continue eating truma. We don't say that. We say once he dies, she's no longer... Assuming she doesn't have children, she's no longer part of the Kohen household and she's not allowed to eat truma. But according to Rav, you should be allowed to eat truma. So Rav says, no, you can't compare the two. Rav says, no. When the husband dies, when the Kohen dies, so then that terminates the entire, uh, uh, the entire relationship. There's no longer a relationship there for her to even have the possibility of eating truma. But, uh, but in the case of where she's still married, and they have to get divorced because he became a Pesuotaka, so they're still married. If they're still married, since she ate beforehand, she could continue eating until they get divorced. But the only reason why she's allowed to eat truma is not because the Pesuotaka, the, the, the Kohen, is giving her permission, but it's because she was eating from before. Okay, that's what the Gemara says. It is just interesting to note that Rav is saying that once the husband passes away, so then it uproots the entire relationship. Now, we've seen this in the past that it's not as simple as that. It's true. They're no longer married. She's allowed to marry somebody else. Uh, but we did mention that after one of them passed away, so then they are viewed as married uh, to the point that uh, there's an obligation to bury them, uh, bury a spouse, uh, to be involved in that process. And so it's not that it's a, a total termination of the relationship as if nothing continues, but Rava does say that it does terminate the, the relationship to the point where she cannot eat truma anymore. Okay, the Gemara now comes back to the original question that we started off with in today's recording. And I'll just, we'll just present the question, and then we'll go through the analysis in the next recording. Gufa, it was stated earlier. Rabbi Yochanan asked what happens in the following situation? We have a Ptsuadaka, we have this Kohen who has crushed testicles, and he marries uh, the daughter of converts. So, is she allowed to eat truma, or is she not allowed to eat truma? Again, the reason why we would say yes versus no will be the discussion for the next recording. So, Rebosheh didn't respond. He was silent. He didn't have an answer. In the end, there was another great person, and we'll see it's Rish Lakish, he asked Rebosheh, a question, a different question, and Rabbi responded. So when Rabbi Yochanan asked the question, he didn't respond. Now he does respond. Umanu, who was this great person who asked him the question the second time? Reish Lakish. It was Reish Lakish. And Amalei Rabbi Yehuda Nisiel Rabbi Yochanan Lav Gavir Rabbahu. He asked Rabbi why don't you respond to Rabbi Yochanan? When Rabbi Yochanan asked you the question, you should respond. You responded to Reish Lakish. Why don't you respond to Rabbi Yochanan? So Amalei Rabbi says, "Dikabai minai milsa de lesla pitrei." Rabbi said to, uh, in response to Rabbi Nasi, that the reason why I didn't respond wasn't because he wasn't a great person, it's because I don't have clarity on the issue. I don't have an answer. I don't know what the answer is. And so, therefore, he didn't respond. But it wasn't because he wasn't a great person. He would respond to him. It's just that he did not know, Rabbi Osha did not know the answer to this big question is a Ptsuadaka Kohen. A Kohen who is a Ptsuadaka, they generally cannot marry anybody 
from the Jewish people, if they marry the daughter of converts, so then uh, is she allowed to eat truma? So that question, which was unresolved by Rabosia, will be the topic uh, for the next recording. Why would we say that she could eat truma? Why would we say that she can't eat truma? Why specifically converts? What, what's different about converts? So that will, all, that will all be discussed in the next recording.